Hello and welcome back to The Hats We Wear. I'm Beth Icifano and today I have the pleasure of having as a guest Katie Entrican. And Katie's going to talk about the different hats that she wears currently and maybe some hats that she's taken off and maybe some she wants to put on. And the uh, joys and challenges that come with those hats and how she's overcome them, the challenges and navigated through them. So welcome, Katie. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So tell us right now about the hats that you're currently wearing. What what are the different roles that you play in your life right now? So I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a singer. And I just put on the new hat of entrepreneur. So I took off the hat of employee and put on the hat of entrepreneur. Nice. Two completely different hats. <laughs> How so? How so? Talk about that a little bit. How is that employee hat different from the entrepreneur? And what made you switch hats? What made you take that employee hat off? Um, the employee world and the the job where I was was extremely stressful to the point where it was actually affecting my health because it was showing up in my body um, in the form of hair loss, weird skin rashes, heart palpitations. And at, at one point I was just like, this needs to stop, you know? Um, and simultaneously I've been training to be a coach um, for the last few years, I would say. And so it was kind of like, um, following the signs like now's the time you need to yeah. save yourself save your health so that you can show up in all the other hats that I wear for the for the listeners how did you how were you able to pinpoint that it was your job that was causing the hair loss and every other symptom you had and not some other part of your life how were you able to really target well this is my job that's causing this I need to leave um it felt like um, how do I explain it? So in the beginning with that job, it was very um, family oriented and it was just comfortable there. Um, not comfortable in the sense like easy, but mm -hmm. just comfortable with the people that I was with. And um, at a certain point, it started to change. Um, I want to say it was 2020 when it changed because that's when everything changes and yeah. changed. Mm -hmm. Um. But at a certain point, um, I took on a leadership role there and um, the pressures that were coming from the higher ups where I felt like I wasn't doing a good enough job, even though I was completely changing the department that I was in. I did a like looking back, I did a lot of good things for that company and that department, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't recognized. And then the work piled on and um, I was enrolled in a one week course that I actually took with you, um, mm -hmm. ECCP. And the week before that course, uh, they came in and did layoffs, which I understand a lot of companies are having to do that right now, but they left me alone in my department. And that's when I checked out because I had a, I had a crew of three other people that mm -hmm. I ran and they decided to have me do everything by myself, which I knew I couldn't. I knew it was physically and mentally impossible. 
And let that's me when interject I for out. one sec, because yes. this is important for the listener, I think. Mm-hmm. Did you, when that happened, how did you respond to your employer? Were you like, hey, this, I can't do it all? Or did you take it on and say, okay, well, I got to suck it up and deal with it? How did you handle that part of it? Because I think that's really important to note. Um, honestly, the person that made the decision, um, so the people that put it into play mm-hmm. begged the person that made the decision not to do that. So they all had my back and they knew that I couldn't do it by myself, but no, nobody could change their mind. So, yeah. um, and even when I was by myself, um, there was one person there that was fighting to have somebody else come back and help me out. And by the time that did happen, because they finally showed him, no, I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time that happened, I was already, I was done mm-hmm. as, and then, um, I I worked with my husband and I was sitting at my desk one day and I was having an anxiety attack again. It was like, it became a normal thing to have anxiety attacks at work. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Red flag husband, is right. Yeah. Yeah. My husband pulled me outside and he said, if you need to give your notice, you should do it because clearly this is affecting your health. And that was that. Yeah. Because it so, sounds like the two hats that you had were in direct conflict, the hat of the job that you had and the hat of this new path that you were chasing as a coach, mm-hmm. did that help you see like how detrimental it was? It did because, you know, in, in the coaching world, I guess people call it, what do they call it? Um, woo woo. <laughs> okay. Like where we tend to stay, um, I want to say more grounded just because we know how our brains work and how our emotions work and and not being able to express myself at work I guess mm-hmm. was conflicting with me being a coach and wanting everyone to express themselves yeah if yeah. that makes sense no it does absolutely so you had two hats that were definitely in conflict mm-hmm and you found yeah. that you find the courage to take the leap and say okay I've had it I'm doing it Um, what's interesting is part of what I was hanging on to for so long was the income because the income at my last job was, was really good. And I've been poor in the past. And so Mm -hmm. I was terrified of being poor. So when my husband pulled me outside that same night, we had, we went over our budget and I went, oh yeah, we'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Cause I, one of the things I was worried about was money Mm -hmm. and we'll be fine. Like, and we looked at the budget as if I'm not going to make any money as a coach, which isn't true at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that it made you yeah. feel even better knowing that, okay, I can relax into this and really lean in. And, and, and that's important. I think so many people, I, I did it too. I stayed in a job where I was not happy for mm-hmm. five extra years because I was the one that was paying for the insurance and I was making a, a salary and it mm-hmm. terrified me to to leave it for coaching. But I finally got to the point where you did, where I was just miserable and I was sick and it just wasn't working. So I think that's really important. I'm glad you shared that because anyone Mm -hmm. listening, if you are miserable at work, there is a way out. You just have to find it. You have to be willing to take the leap and the courage and do it. And how do you feel now that you've taken that, that leap? Oh, I feel great. 
Um, the, Do you I think still have moments of fear though? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very, I've gotten the program I'm in has given me a lot of confidence in just my skills as a coach and mm-hmm. like a listener, because that's one of my main jobs is to listen to people without the, um, without me trying to formulate what my next response is going to be. So, um, but I wanted to just rewind a little bit back to, uh, when my husband said, we'll be fine. And we looked at our budget. Like, I think the lesson there was sometimes all you need to do is just step back a few feet and take a look at it from the outside. Because when we're stuck in that, that like panicky anxiety, um, I'm in this toxic environment. I don't know how to get out. Like sometimes all we need to do is pause and back up a few feet and look at it from the outside and say, okay, where can I change things? So, yeah. And so looking forward, what, other than that, learning that lesson, what other lessons do you think you took from that job? Because with every bad experience, there are lessons to be learned. What else do you feel like you took from that bad experience? Well, not bad experience, but the experience that that troubled you and that was giving you problems. I know it wasn't bad the whole time, but what what can you right. share that you what lessons did you learn from it? Um, well, I actually have thought about this, and that was my first uh, management position. i've I've been a teacher, like teaching spin classes and stuff where I'm in the front of the room and I'm telling people what to do. But this was my first um, management position where I'm running an entire department. So I, I, I learned so much on, um, I feel like running a business, which kind of helped when I made the transition to entrepreneur, because now I feel more confident in my skills of how I'm going to run my own business. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, I can't look at all the bad things because there was a lot of good in that job. Yeah. I, I had the, that's where all my friends were. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And that's what's important. That's what I wanted the listeners to understand is that through every hard experience, there's some nugget that you can pull mm-hmm. from it. They're like, wow, this showed me this. So I love that you have more confidence going into your own business now because of that leadership role that you took. Mm-hmm. So you're taking something, a bad situation and turning it around and saying, oh, all right, right. I'm going to bring this with me. Perfect. So what yeah. other, what, how, um, how is that entrepreneur hat? How is that feeling on your head right now? It is, feels it really good. is it straight? Is it not quite on? <laughs> um, it's, it's still a little wobbly, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it feels really good because I, I know like it's, it's not going to be without stress and without, um, sometimes lack of sleep maybe, but at least now I'm in the driver's seat. And I create the stress and I can deal with the stress in better ways because I'm creating it. And, um, yeah, if I make a mistake, I don't have to report to anyone, but me, right. You know? Right. And it feels good. Yeah. It feels good. You're, you're creating it. It, it was your mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. I, you could say I chose this. So every stressor that comes with it, I chose this, but there's a greater purpose for it. So I feel the same way. It's like, mm-hmm. like all right, bring it on. I know it's going to be hard. Bring it on. I'm choosing. I am in choice. Yeah. 
So that's a very, yeah. very powerful thing. How do you yeah. think you're going to, how old is your son? He's six. He's six. Mm-hmm. What do you think you can, you can share with him about this transition that you're making? Does he even real? He probably doesn't even realize what's going on, right? Um, he does quite on some level and energetically as well. Cause your energy I'm sure is, has shifted. What do you, what do you think he's going to take out of all this? Um, I think the big lesson is you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he has noticed, um, before, like I, I had a goal of leaving. I wasn't going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the original goal was a year from last April and then it changed to January. And so we would talk about it. I said, okay, in January, I'll be able to take you to school sometimes and I'll pick you up every day. Um, Cause once they made the cuts at my job, I was no longer able to pick him up, which mm. broke my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it was just my husband dropping him off and picking him up. I'm like, I don't want to miss that. Cause I don't care if I have to sit in the, in the pickup line for 20 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. he, when he gets to his cone, Mm-hmm. Um, waiting for me to pick him up. He's like dancing and he's going, <laughs> mommy, mommy's here. She's picking up, mommy's here. <laughs> so like just to see uh, that every day through my window is yeah. amazing. So, so he's six. He, so he's in first grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what other, are there now talk about the parenting hat. Let's switch hats for a second. What are the joys and the struggles with the parenting hat? especially in conjunction with the other hats that you wear, because mm-hmm. now you've got a different hat that wearing. What do you think the, are there going to be any, um, not conflicts, but any like, Ooh, I have to choose a hat right now. Do I do a podcast because I'm scheduled or do I cancel it and reschedule because something came up with my son? So are you, are you seeing any of those conflicts or talk about maybe conflicts you've had in the past and how you've handled them where two hats were kind of at odds with each other. Um, I actually recently had one this Wednesday. <laughs> um, I went to a workshop that was going on in Los Angeles, which is, ugh, I don't remember how far it is from here, but from my son's school, it was 33 miles. But anyway, um, and so the plan was to go to the workshop and then um, afterwards, it, it was a friend of mine, our, our mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And we were going to like probably go to lunch, go do other things. And my mom usually picks him up on Wednesdays because it's his early day. And then I have more time to do whatever work I need to do. Mm-hmm. So she um, she texts me the day before. She's like, well, I just tested positive for COVID. I'm like, ah, crap. Oh. <laughs> so um, but the ability to like immediately switch gears and make plan B. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was easier as the entrepreneur than it would have been if I was at my job, because at my job, um, at least for me, asking for time off came with emotions, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, am I going to lose my, are they going to get mad at me? What's going right? to mm-hmm. happen? Guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reality is like, before I take care of anybody else, I need to take care of me first. So yeah, that's been super helpful. So I was able to switch gears, make mm-hmm. a plan B. I missed out on some things, but um, you know, I made it back in time to pick them up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then yeah. that gives you an opportunity to say, okay, let's plan this for a different day. And, and you get to see him again, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to see those friends again. Um, just lost what I was going to ask. It had to do with that. Shoot. Should have written it down. I was thinking, as you said something, I'm thinking, oh, that's a good follow-up question. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> it's old age brain that's kicking in right now. <laughs> I have no idea where it went. I always um, just say I had a baby once. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I swear to God, it it just, it doesn't end. Mine's 20, almost 24. And it's still, um, baby brain is still real. She took some of mine and <laughs> never gave, gave it back. back. <laughs> I, never, I never got it back. Oh my gosh. Um, so what other lessons do you think that you can impart on that sweet little boy um, other than being a great example for him? What else do you think um, he can learn from your example? Um, I <laughs> Two things are coming to me and they sound contradictory. It's never give up mm-hmm. and give up. Like, I don't think they're contradictory at all, but do tell, what do you mean? So never give up on what sets your heart on fire. Like if you have a huge dream of doing X, Y, Z, do everything you can to do X, Y, Z, but also know when to quit something else that's going to affect, um, pursuing X, Y, Z. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So never give up, but know when to give up other things in order to not give up the other thing. It's kind of like knowing when to, when to realize something is not serving you anymore. Yeah. You know, like this Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right anymore. And that's what it, that's what it is. It's I think figuring out, okay, I'm doing this one thing and it's not good for me anymore. It's not serving me. So it's time for me to, to leave. And I don't think giving up is necessarily a bad thing. It's choosing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's choosing what's best for you. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes that is what you need. That's always what you need to do is because if you're taking care of yourself, you're going to be taking care of him. You're going to be taking care of your husband because you're going to be in a better space yourself to take care of those around you. So what do you think about the word? This is coming to mind. What do you think about the word selfish? How does that hit you? Um, do you think it's a bad thing or a good thing or can it be both? I think it can be both. I'm still in the mindset where I hear the word and there's a negative connotation to it, but I am learning that it's not always a bad thing mm-hmm. because, um, like that, that whole analogy of filling up your cup first so that it overflows into everyone else's space rather than emptying yourself from the cup if (laughs) do you know analogy I'm talking about yes and and it's true because I think people at least I know for me my my feeling with selfless and selfish were oh you should be selfless you -hmm. shouldn't be selfish but I think it's contradictory to what's best for us because people that are constantly giving to others at the detriment of themselves, that's harmful. And that that's when you end up where you were, where you were losing your hair and you were sick and you weren't feeling well because you were giving to your job, giving to your job, giving to your job when it wasn't serving you anymore. 
So when someone says, oh, that person's selfish, I kind of inside myself say, yay, go you, because you're looking out for your own best interests. And I really feel like if I'm taking care of myself, then I'm better able to take care of my daughter, my daughters, plural, my grandkids, my husband, my pets, everything, because I am in a better space. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and, and what, actually, I remembered what the word was, what, what the question was, because you were talking something about self-care. I don't remember what it was, but how do you take care of yourself? What, what's, what are your, what are your go-tos when you need downtime? Like, I just need to take care of myself. What, what do you do typically? Um, I like to go to the bar and by go to the bar, I mean, use my barbell in my gym. <laughs> the other bar's not too bad either. <laughs> Every once in a while, nothing wrong with that bar. Um, so yeah, li- can I cuss on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. Lifting heavy shit makes me happy. Uh-huh. Um, I also have a punching bag <laughs> yeah. in the gym. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes, uh, so one thing that I did lack chronically for a very long time and I'm still recovering is sleep Mm -hmm. and sleep affects everything else Mm -hmm. in your life everything and so um right now what I've been focusing on for self-care is catching up on my sleep and I've had like almost two weeks in a row with seven hours or more (laughs) so amazing um because what was your norm before if seven hours is amazing, what were you, what was your, what were you averaging before? I was averaging about five hours a night. Until, until constantly work on yeah. that. That's tough. Yeah. So I was actually having this conversation with somebody else. And the first thing I noticed um, is that I'm not constantly distracted by my exhaustion. Mm-hmm. because when you're tired all the time or exhausted all the time and just wiped out um that's all i could think about and it would it would affect my presence in the now you know it would affect me being in the moment because all i could think was i want to go to bed i want to go to bed i want to go to sleep um and then when i think i think it was like 5 nights in a row of 7 hours of sleep i was like something's missing <laughs> what was missing the lack of sleep was missing yeah <laughs> the, la- the exhaustion is missing and it felt it feels good yeah yeah I think I think sleep is highly highly underestimated mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally go crazy that's the reason sleep deprivation is a form of torture because it can make you go crazy literally your brain yeah it needs that time. Your the cells in your body need that time to rejuvenate, mm-hmm. and not allowing yourself that time is not good. I used to always be on my students, and I would ask, "Okay, how many are you? How many of you are getting less than so and so many hours?" And the, the hands that went up, I'm like, "Guys, you need you need to sleep because you won't be able to think properly. Otherwise, it's gonna eventually catch up to you. You know, you're they're young. They think that they're." superpower you know supermen um yeah. and girls but it's it's insane so i love that you that you mentioned that what other like quick things throughout the day cuz i'm actually going to make a video about this about self care and i think people think that it needs to be like going to the spa 
And, and oh. it, that's a form <laughs> of self-care. Absolutely. So what little things do you do during the day when you're like, I just need to take care of myself for five minutes, mm-hmm. just five minute self-care. Cause everyone can find five minutes in their day. Yeah. Um, I will, uh, grab a snack if I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to, so right, right now I noticed I've been sitting a lot because mm-hmm. I'm at my computer a lot and sometimes I'll get up and I'll just go to the park that's next to my house and just walk. Nice. Cause I think walking is, I, so I go for the, the walk. It's good for my body, but it's mostly for my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I used to do that when I, when I had my job too, I would set my alarm and just go for a walk around the building and mm-hmm. then go plop myself back in my chair. Yeah. Um, but walking is really good for you mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure I'm eating enough, drinking enough, moving enough. Um, and if I need to, you know, I'll cancel something and I'll sit on my couch and I'll watch a TV show for an hour or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like to breathe. Literally. I yeah. think people don't, un- don't know. Um, the amount of hours in the day that they are shallow breathing. Like how often do you actually take a nice deep breath in where the air is getting to the bottom of your lungs, the the very bottom of those lobes? It's not very often. Yeah. You're taking a deep breath in now. It's amazing how good it feels just to take a deep breath and how it will clear. It clears the cobwebs out of your brain, getting that extra oxygen in. And getting that carbon dioxide out from the bottom of your lungs. Mm-hmm. So to the listeners, it does not need to be a spa day. Although we, I think we all love being pampered, but it can be literally going to the bath. If you have kids and they're screaming, go to the bathroom, lock the door, set a mm-hmm. timer for one minute and just sit there and breathe. Yeah. Um, because so many people say, oh, I can't, I'm, you know, I, I don't have time for self-care everybody has time for self-care. You just have to figure out what it is you need. Do you need a special cup of tea? Do you need to go out and stand by a tree and touch that tree? Do you need Mm -hmm. to talk to a friend? Do you need to watch TV? What do you, you know, find what, what fills you up Mm -hmm. and do it for the amount of time that you can do it. That's what I say. Yeah. And it's different for everybody too. It is. I I do have one other thing that I do. That's not for everybody. (laughs) Um, I have a season pass for Six Flags Magic Mountain, and I'll go there by myself and just ride all the big rides. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> heaven. Just go by yourself. No, yeah. that's like heaven. Just yeah. to not have anybody to answer to. You don't have to agree with anybody on what you want to do. You just go and you just be. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. How far away are you from Six Flags? Is that something um, you can do well, easily I, or is it a drive? I used to work seven minutes from Six Flags, but I live. 43 miles. So, I mean, I'm used to the drive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going on Monday. <laughs> Are you? Good for yeah. you. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't been right in to... a park in a long time. Oh my God. I don't even remember the last Do it. amusement park. I'm getting old though, Katie. I don't, the, the, the no, rocks aren't not. what they used to be. And like my stomach does not do doesn't do well if it's a, if it's a regular roller coaster I'm okay but if it goes backwards I'm gonna be sick the rest and it upside down forget it I'm sick for the rest of the of the day I that when I was in my 20s literally I was in I was young 
and I was with my, one of my boyfriends and at the time, and, um, we went on this ride, I think it was a great adventure. And, um, it just, it was a simple roller coaster at that time. They didn't have the, like the ones that do the curlies and all that. It was literally, it went down and then it went backwards. Didn't even go upside down going backwards. I swear I, I threw up as soon as I got off. <laughs> I went, I went and threw up. I was like nauseous for the rest of the day. I'm like, oh my, and I was in my twenties. So yeah, it's not pretty, but I do love going around and people watching. Mm -hmm. I like to just watch people and see and use my creativity. Oh, I wonder what their life is like. Oh, look at them with those two little kids. And yeah. you know, so, um, so what other hats do you have actually what hat do you think you want to put on is there any that you're like oh I'm kind of interested in this like you talked about being a singer is there any hat associated mm -hmm. with that do you play any instruments I remember seeing um, the guitars behind you when we were doing a, <laughs> a coaching session I meant to ask you about them those are my husband's oh, um we're in a cover band together <laughs> and so we do uh mostly 80s rock um some 90s some 70s um but that's like uh we have a show coming up in October for a private party uh -huh. uh, but we don't we don't do a lot of shows anymore the band's been together for eight years uh -huh. I want to say um both the other singer and I had a baby around the same time she was like five months behind me uh -huh. and then after you know after kids we kind of yeah. slowed way down yeah um but now with my new life, that's what I'm calling it. My new life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to get with my husband and write our own music. Nice. Um, he's he actually has a few albums out already. Oh. And um, so I've just been wanting to play with that because with with the job, it was work and then my hobby is coaching and then music is non-existent mm -hmm. so now it's this is my work coaching's my work and mm -hmm. then I want music to be the hobby part nice. so, so that has to be more of a precedent more of a precedence I love that yeah that's awesome. I love well I'm a girl of the 80s so <laughs> um <laughs> that was my high school and college days of the 80s so nice um, yeah so 80s music is uh 80s rock especially you get some Def Leppard in there mm -hmm. Metallica and Bon Jovi and I had a really a lot of different like the harder rock I liked but the softer rock I also liked and you know like mm -hmm. the bon Jovi's and those were always like softer rock it wasn't like Metallica and ACDC and yeah oh I love that I, I can see <laughs> I can so see you in the front singing rocking out oh yes God. and we dress in costume which makes oh. it of course More you do. Fun. Why wouldn't? Why would you not? I'm not surprised in the least. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So I literally put on a hat for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So if people want to find you and they want to work with you, do you have? I know you have a podcast. Do you have a website mm -hmm. yet that people can, or or an email, or that people can contact you at? Um, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes as well. My website's under construction, but you can still go there and check out um, old articles that I wrote. It's beautifulbeastwithin.com. Um, my main jam is Instagram, beautiful underscore beast underscore within. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, beautiful beast within. So 
Yeah. And the podcast and- is Unveiling the Beast. So I was just going to ask the podcast Unveiling yeah. the Beast. And what's the mm-hmm. podcast about? Um, the podcast is just different people telling their stories. And the whole point is if one person hears somebody's story and and learns something from it or even hears something that might inspire them to change their whole life, then mission accomplished. Perfect. It just takes one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. So there's no actual theme other than people telling their life stories. Yeah, that's the theme. Tell yeah. your stories to impact somebody. That's what yep. it is. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and being with me. I so, so, so appreciate you. And I love working with you. I love working with you too. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So everybody, thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time on the hats we wear.